welcome to Let's All Feel Better. Uh, I am your cynical sidekick, Callista Parrish, and I'm the other half, Liz Kiefer. Some of you might know as Blake from Guiding Light. Those of you who watched, <laughs> maybe your mother watched, <laughs> your grandmother watched. These things on television that used to be called soap operas. Used to be soap operas. Used to be soap operas. Well, so we're here at Let's All Feel Better to share stories, really, right? To share stories to help us all stand in our own power. Yeah. The power of story, especially. The power of story, yeah. And uh, we've got all sorts of fun things to unpack for you all, all along the way. Uh, but this is our first juicy episode, and it is a juicy one, as I say. It's a goodie. Um, this episode, we're going to get to know Liz so much better <laughs> as she shares her story of how she really learned how to stand in her own power to stop being a victim. That's right. And to find her way into this path uh, as a as a pivotal moment in her journey. That's right. And uh, especially within the uh, uh, acting world and the oh, it's just navigating all of that. So this this is important to me because it changed my life. Yeah. My story about guiding light. That's why we're starting off with it and we hope all of you enjoy it too. Thanks for tuning in. Let's all feel better. So this podcast is dedicated to really to how we use the power of story. Yeah. And how to use it to create what you want and to, you know, kind of summon your power. Stand in your power. Stand in your power. Yeah. Uh, so today's podcast is going to be bit of an introduction, and uh, since Liz is going to share her story with us. Yeah, the power story. And how she got started on this particular journey. Um, yeah. So Liz. <laughs> Hi, Callista. <laughs> Welcome to Let's All Feel Better. Welcome. <laughs> uh, so you learned how to stand in your own power, and by, as often happens, by somebody taking it away from you. Yeah. So yeah. you want to want to share that story with us? Yeah. And uh, when you start with you know where you were working, and uh, you know your basic situation prior to that. Well, sure. Catalyst. So I've been an actor for over thirty years, and uh, I, w- I was on a show called Guiding Light. Yay! For all of you <laughs> may, who may not know that, yes. um, there used to be a soap opera. There on used television. to be a soap opera, and it was so good too. And I have been wonderful. watching it since I was in, in 1979. It was my mom's soap opera, her only <gasps> soap opera, Ross and Vanessa. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So anyway, I I ended up going on the show and being cast on the show, oh, which was my dream come true. 1992. I was on the show for 17 years. Until it went off the air, actually. Um, I played the character of Blake, which was a dream come true. The bad girl with a heart of gold and opportunity to be every aspect of myself that I was not allowed to be in my real life. <laughs> she was just so funny and sexy and unapologetically Blake and um, said what she thought and with no remorse and... Um, caused a lot of havoc and, and it was such a joy to play her and I had an opportunity to have a wonderful co-star with Jerry Verdorn for oh, like a 
least 12 of those years. Um, it, yeah. it was a marriage made in heaven mm -hmm. on television. And I really had everything. I mean, I had the opportunity to marry my real love my, in real life, my, my, my Bobby. And um, two kids, you know, in work while I was pregnant. Yeah. I, in the first pregnancy, they hid behind <laughs> uh, bags and sofas. And the second one, they rode in. I was home at night to have dinner. My husband built us this beautiful house in the country. I mean, life, I really... Yeah had everything, hit the jackpot. Um, and, and really, my biggest fear was, oh, God, what would, I hope nothing ever happens to the show, right? So 12 years under a beautiful contract. <laughs> There's a ding. <laughs> 12 years, um, wonderful income. I'm with my family. I figure I'm, I'm here for you life. you got to go home. And, well... You know, change of um, circumstance. Uh, this is mid mid two thousands and um, leading up to the financial <laughs> crisis. And and Procter and Gamble started tightening their belts. And I was the first of several, but the first of the con of a con veteran contract player to be taken off contract. So what does that mean? Yeah, I was going to say. Can you explain what on contract, off contract means? Yeah. So well, contract means you're guaranteed. You know, we're going to work you three days a week minimum with so much money per day, and you get and you your agent negotiates that, and you have all the perks. You know, you have a beautiful dressing room. Scripts are sent to your house, and you just so even as an actor, you have job security. Job security, you know, which and is yeah. unheard of. And. I'm 12 years into this thinking, good. And then suddenly I get the call. Well, they're taking you off contract. And I just, my world kind of imploded. And it, but it, what it meant was they still wanted to write for me. They still wanted me on the show. So I was not fired. I was... And not your other fear that the show would be canceled. Right, right. This, this it wasn't I was that not fun call. I, was, I, I had not been rehearsing for this particular tragedy. <laughs> I had been rehearsing for the other. <laughs> and so I went into this land of uncertainty and, um, oh, oh, God, okay, let me just hold on to whatever it is that they, they, they can give me. So my response was to endure. Be a good soldier, endure a girl follow the rules maybe they'll see that they were wrong and you know it was all still this they they still had all the power to use me or not use me and I said yes to everything because thinking I had no other choice and at the time I'm you know young kids and, well, I, and better I, than being unemployed right and I so yeah. fear I was yeah. here I was making fear-based decisions and which which affected fear-based actions and and so what naturally happened was I became smaller and smaller inside while I was pretending that I was okay <laughs> you know like I can do this I can do this and it was almost like I'll wait it out until they see that they were wrong um there's a little story that I was going on in my head right. so anyway I will come back around so I, I'm the good soldier, and I'm doing this, and I'm showing up whenever they ask me to. But it's like, you know, when you had that boyfriend that would n wouldn't commit to you? I, I know <laughs> what this is. They didn't want to commit, they, but they wanted you around whenever they yeah. were in town. So it's like, I, and I don't want you to really be my girl. I definitely don't want to marry you. And I'm not even going to say you're my girlfriend, but I really, you're my date when I'm yeah. in town. 
So or drunk late at night. Or yeah, <laughs> and it makes you feel yeah. not valued and very small. So I did that for a while, and here's what happened. We were in a small studio that was independent of of CBS for the longest time, right by Grand Central Station in New York City. And they moved us. Right after I was, this change of status happened, they moved us from this independent studio, which I think eventually went to Rachel Ray. (laughs) It became a cooking show after us. But we moved to CBS. As the world turns, left CBS studios and went to Brooklyn, and we moved into the As the World Turns set of um, uh, stages. And when that happened... Which was also a <laughs> another... Another, <laughs> another yeah. good. All, yeah. all those P&G shows were just the best. Oh my God. There, so that was our sister show. Um, anyway, so when we moved into this new um, uh, studio, suddenly... We were all assigned. We all had to go in and get new dressing rooms. And whereas before, I had my regular dressing room. And it just continued to uh, to be so until we left. But now that we're in a new studio, I'm no longer under contract, which means I'm no longer allowed my own dressing room. That's one of the perks of being on contract. So I'm literally asked to show up every day and use someone else's dressing room that happens not to be there that day. Not of a place of your own. So, and not only that, but I have to use, I'm a wandering gypsy, I use whoever is not there that day. So it's sort of like you're living in your house, you've been, and then suddenly your parents say, you know what, you don't have your own room, but you can use your brother's room (laughs) when when he's gone on a sleepover. You can use that. (laughs) Anyway, um, but I'm not allowed to have the code that unlocks the door because it's not technically my dressing room. So literally, I'm wandering the Insult, halls. Insult, injury, just stop her. Right. So like I leave the, to use the bathroom and I have to go get a wardrobe assistant to bring me and let me back into the room for the day. Either that or put a shoe in the, in the door. So I, I'm just like, come on, guys. But it was, it, it became a prison. I mean, I literally was walking down the hall. I was like, well, how did this happen to me? Because I'm watching these kids, you know, who now they could get two kids for the price of me, right? right? So they, they're getting these teenagers and putting them under contract. They're getting these dressing rooms, and they're showing up and, you know, going to sleep as soon as they get there. <laughs> they have a 7 a.m. call, and they're like, they go back to bed, and they're in their dressing room, and I'm this veteran person that's just ready to do... escorted my- through the hallways. Yeah, so... Um, it, it, th- that, that's when I hit bottom. I actually could handle everything until the, until the dressing room. And, um, and then I, 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 I remember getting to the point where I, w- I would drive across the street and, s- and drive into the parking lot uh, um, across the street from CVS, and I would just be in tears, and I'd be like, I can't do it. I can't show up, and it's just humiliating. And people, you know, also, it became that mirror you know, what I was feeling inside was how people were responding to me. So the smaller and smaller I felt, you know, the, the smaller and smaller people saw me as and, and treated me as. I became a little diseased. Maybe this is contagious. You know, and it, and, and it just became this horrible place to work. What used to be my big family, right? Mm-hmm. Joyful and playtime became 
really a prison and like how could how did this happen and how did I become this person and so I got to the point where I remember one day I I I actually just got angry I just got so angry I couldn't I couldn't take it anymore and I said I don't care I don't care any any longer and this is where anger actually showed up and was my my hero because anger is actually here to when someone's taken your power, like you've, you've actually given it away, but, but it feels as if somebody's come in and ripped it from you. It's, it's, it's here to claim it, to bring yeah. it back. Anger is actually when used in balance and, and <laughs> in a way. When used properly. When used properly. When you, you actually use the directions. <laughs> um, no, it really is. It's here to, to help you. So it fueled me to go, well, screw this. You know, I'll show them. I'm I'm done. I'm I've been a good soldier. I'm not doing this anymore. And th- and then I kind of did my little, yeah. Who would I be if I actually? I'm, I'm gonna I'll get my own film. I'll have my own dressing room. I'll show them. I'll just send them pictures day and night. I'll just like shove them underneath the producer's <laughs> door. Here you go. I got my own dressing room. And I like, you know, as an actor, we we create realities. We step into. We, who would I be if I were this? This is what we do as an. actor. And I started responding like, this isn't the, the old Liz. I was starting to feel strong and fiery again. And like, what Blake would do, like, what would Blake do if we're in this? She, <laughs> she wouldn't stand for this. And I decided that I was going to feel better. And I decided that I would use the story that I created in my head. So here's the story. It's, 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 I decided, who would I be if I had this film that really was waiting for me huh. a year from now? So I have this whole year to play. A year from now, and it's, and it's directed by Ron Howard, because I love Ron Howard, and I did Happy Days when I was 18 years old. So Makes sense. It, it's somewhere in my being and consciousness. We, we actually, it could happen, right? Sure. And That's what makes it believable, you know, yeah. in your own mind. So meaning. my mind responded to, my body started responding to this. And um, it was a period piece because I do period pieces very well. And Ron Howard knew he had to have me, but he said, no, 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 it's a secret. So you can't tell anybody about it. This is like under wraps, but we're putting you under contract now. So you know this is waiting for you. So just go have fun this year and, you know, don't, don't change your hair. Don't do anything, but just go have fun and play. And we'll see you, you know, for your wardrobe fitting next summer. <laughs> and like my whole body started responding to that with goosebumps and going, you know what, why not? Why the hell not? Why not just go into the studio as if this were happening? And it's an actor secret, right. you know, as we're right. both actors. It's a, tool, so. it's a tool to use a secret that helps you ground into your truth yeah. and your humanity. And it helps you play different layers. And um, and it's it's just a fun a fun thing to do. So I made a conscious decision every single day that I would walk in as if I had this film waiting for me. And I got into character in my car across the street every single morning. And, and then I would be like, yeah, I can walk through those hallways. Here's my badge. Here you go, guys. Off contract, here I am. I'm here. <laughs> and what dressing room do you have for me today? Oh, I'm going to make it a good one. I mean, it changed right. everything. It changed how I 
felt inside how I responded. So, of course, the mirror effect went the opposite direction. It's like that lovely merry-go-round, right? Those old-fashioned merry-go-rounds, which are no longer legal. (laughs) It's like I stopped it spinning in that negative spiral. I'm so small, and they don't love me, and I'm too old, and obviously should just you know crawl away (laughs) (laughs) which is so not me i was like that's not my genius that what i've come to do and i stopped it and we just like neutralize it just catch yourself you know that's what the anger did it stopped it and then i just like let's move it in the other direction so that's what i did and my so I learned so much because I didn't say a word, but I just changed the story (laughs) that I was responding to. And then what happened was eventually it all started coming back my way. And I did advocate for addressing them. I told the producers, I can't do this. This is like, this is, this is unacceptable. But I didn't come from a place of being a victim. I came from a place of, I'm going to create a solution for myself. How can you help me? And they did. They totally, like, stepped up and said, you know what, we're going to create a dressing from you, but you're going to share it with two other people. And I'm like, fabulous, because they were just these amazing women, and we had the goddess dressing room. That's what we called it, yeah. and it was great. And so here's what happened. The next set of circumstances that happened that rocked my world was the show actually did get canceled, Okay. But by the time it actually got canceled, I had come back around where now I did have a dressing room and a place to be, and I was back into big storylines. In fact, I found out later from one of the writers that, you know, people had actually, there were certain people that actually had come down and asked to have me in their storyline, which I was like, my whole heart was like, oh, really? (laughs) It was like Sally Field People wanted to be around. (laughs) They that energy. Me. Right. Yeah. Right. And not only that, but they were they were in the works to actually hire other actors to be in my storyline. Yeah. And as opposed to me just being yeah. like the little supporting player that was going to, we'll figure out a way to plug Blake. Is that Blake at the other table over there? <laughs> Hi. I know. So here's what I learned. By the time the show actually was canceled, which was before my biggest fear, um, I, I, I grieved like a human being, which of course because uh, uh, you know <laughs> that show had taught me so much, and I loved. I grew up on that show, but I wasn't wrecked. My identity wasn't shattered because the show was no longer the source of my story and you know of my 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 power my personal power Mm. i actually realized i was because just with my thoughts and and how i responded to my thoughts and making the decision to have those thoughts like i decided to walk through those hallways being happy being that joyful and how was i going to go about doing that i'm going to use this little acting tool why not use it as an actor and get paid for it all the time? Why not use it for my real life? I mean, I didn't tell anybody about it at the time because they were all going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> but it's like it worked. Yeah. And 
that's what led me to learning about all of these laws of the universe, which ultimately turns into, oh, wait, that's the law of attraction. I was literally brought it in by feeling it first. Who would I be if that happened? Which, and f- giving, giving the, the value to myself. I valued myself. Instead of looking for them to value me, I just said, I'm going to value myself. And it just as a way to make yourself be able to walk through those doors every day. You know, it was a survival tool. Yeah, yeah. really. But you know, and look what happens. It turned out being (laughs) the universe taps you on the shoulder. Yeah, it it, it led to this whole coaching, mentoring, wanting to help people stand in their 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 power, and listen to the stories you're telling yourself. That's when I realized. Oh, this is so valuable. Here I've been a storyteller my whole life telling other people's stories, but I've never listened to what I was telling myself, my story. So and that you can create your own story, you know, that you can, well, you the different stories that you tell yourself. Yeah. You know. First you have to catch them. Yeah. You have to see wh- what is it you're telling yourself. Recognize it, catch it, and then go, I don't want that. What do I want? And then... This is where, you know, the coaching comes in and where I t- help people with various tools and strategies of, of, of really turning that merry-go-around <laughs> the, of the opposite direction. But um, I never realized how powerful it could be. And I never said a word. That's the thing that got me. I just did it with my thoughts. Yeah. You weren't going telling lies to people. I have this great thing. No, no. no just no. You just needed that. As you say, the, the actor technique of having a secret. Your character has a secret. Well, you know what's interesting? It also helped to heal something because I used to think like something was seriously wrong with me because I was so good at going in and out of realities For as an actor. I could be all these different people. And, and so easily. Because I would just go, okay, this person feels this. This is their set of values. This is... You know, I would just naturally, who would I be if that, if I were in that scenario? Oh, well, I'd be thinking this. Mm-hmm. And so therefore that would affect how I would feel and how it would affect how I'd act. And oh, now it makes sense why I take those actions. Okay, got it. And I thought I was a little crazy because <laughs> I could be these bad girls so easily and good girls like in a heartbeat. And, but so who was I? And that's when I realized, well, I'm the person who's orchestrating all the stories. I'm the person who's like saying to me, <laughs> "This is your story. <laughs> this is the story. Now believe the story and go hit your marks, and you get a paycheck." Yeah. So you just do it with your own life. Yeah. So it made me feel better that I wasn't crazy. All <laughs> I was doing was responding to to thoughts, and 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 my body was so good at it, I could just compartmentalize it and and focus and be this person. Um. And it's just a tool. And again, perhaps the universe tapping you on your shoulder all the way back then, going, this is a way to get in. This yeah. is a way to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So now I'm, now it's so heavy with me to be able to share this story and without people thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> Which is excellent. She's not crazy. <laughs> no, it made me really, it just realized how sane I was. Yeah how actually healthy it was. But it, I have to do things in a creative way. I can't. Sure. I don't, 
I, they have to be fun. I mean, Ron Howard has to be involved in my story. <laughs> Come on, guys. And details. It's got to be details. Details. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have an accent because at the time I didn't want to be doing any accents. But sure. it was, I couldn't, I kept changing from it was in the 20s and then no, it was the 30s. You know, <laughs> I was like a flapper type of thing because I had that hair. I had the, yeah. It works. It all works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prohibition. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Liz. Oh, you're and, welcome. Thank you for listening. And thank you all for uh, sharing your time with us. And uh, we'll, we'll be coming back to you with more stories, sharing more stories about how to find your power, to how to stand in your own power. I like that. Well, I think this particular story has a lot in it to unpack. Yeah. I'm going to take what I'd like to do in future episodes is, is to take parts of that sure. and to go, this is what actually was happening. Oh, sure. There's all And how you can apply it to your life. Victim. Oh, that. yeah. Because I, I kept going in and out of victim, you know, yeah. victimhood, or seeing myself through that lens and responding in that way. And then I moved to, wait a second, I'm going to be the creator. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to find solutions. And... Who would I be for that? And sure. it's amazing. And would it be nice? There's all sorts of fun things. Well, the to wouldn't it be nice is a very big exercise yes. I yeah. use all the time. So yeah. we're we'll, we're gonna yeah. have some fun. Yeah, so we will. You. We will. So yeah. So thank you, thank you for sharing your time with us, yeah. and thank you for sharing your story with us. Aww. And we hope it resonates. Yeah. Thank you. Because let's all feel better. As always, you can find us at letsallfeelbetter.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Let's All Feel Better. And watch us on our YouTube channel, you guessed it, Let's All Feel Better. <laughs>